Welcome! It's time for Dungeon Digressions! It's great to be a nerd! It's great to be a nerd! We wear our Star Trek uniforms and talk like Captain Kirk! We have our own heroes who we try to emulate I dream of one day being as sexy as Bill Gates We hate watching sports because we're reading Carl Sagan But we watch the Olympics if they play Dungeons and Dragons I'm a hobbit! Yeah! It's great to be a nerd! It's great to be a nerd! We think Tolkien was a genius and Shakespeare was a turd! Campaign 1 Special Fan Mail Episode Welcome to a Dungeon Digressions Digression Episode where we deviate from our story to answer fan mail or social media questions. We'll read each question that we receive and have the cast comment or reflect on the subject. If we didn't read or answer your question, we're sorry and hope to answer it in another fan mail episode. If you have a question or comment, feel free to drop us a line. In the meantime, we digress. I wasn't recording. We're on oh, the air. Oh my god. Okay, we're now on the air for the second time because the first hour we well, spent recording nothing. We answered all of the questions. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to our mailbag issue. We answered all your questions wholeheartedly and truthfully. We had tears. It was really, really emotional. I don't think I could go through it again. I'm spent. I'm just spent from We're sorry. We would have loved to have taken you along for the ride, but Unfortunately, we didn't hit the record button. But our second mailbag issue, we will record the whole thing for you. <laughs> so welcome to our second episode. <laughs> it's not going to be as good as the first. But we're going to try. We'll try to make it as, as good as possible. So if you're following us on Instagram, you probably notice how many nice things I say about our recording engineer. No more. Not again. That won't happen again. <laughs> Sorry, different fingers. <laughs> Different pie, different fingers, you know. Why? Why do they What make, does this button do? There's too many buttons. Why do they make it so easy to not record? I don't get it. They only make the record button the biggest button on the board. And it flashes either red or green. I thought green meant go. Why is it flashing not recording? That's weird. Why does it say not recording and then green? Why do I not have the recording time on the screen anymore? This is ridiculous. Take this board back. We're here on a wonderful, beautiful, typical Wisconsin afternoon here on a Sunday, and we look out the window, and it's snowing like mad. So we hope you appreciate that we've come here and uh, record this podcast for you. We got a bunch of really great questions from a whole bunch of people all over the Twitterverse and Instagram. Uh, a couple of those people that I'd like to just shout out right at the beginning in case we forget to mention that you asked this question. We got some from the Coffee Cartography Company. So great. Thanks. Really super supportive. Go out, check him out. He's doing some really great drawings. We've got the Lore School Podcast. If you're not familiar with them, go check out their, their site, Lore School Podcast. They're doing a really great job. We got a bunch of really great questions from Jeremy. Jeremy is the GM of Midnight Kingdoms. He runs his own podcast. Really a great podcast. I highly recommend you go check him out. He's got, um, in fact, his very first episode is all about his world. He reads that and it's super inspiring really really goosebumps i really loved it uh, so thanks so much jeremy for putting that out there i guess we have to introduce ourselves again right. let's start with the dm mark mccarthy i am the dm for the most part we'll probably get to the why the dm how long have i been dming hi i'm dave stern i play shep 
Who? Shep. Slap. Who's Shep? Christ, he doesn't even know his own name. I never want to hear you give me shit about screwing up your name again. (laughs) Ever. That's true. You screw it up most of the time. Schlep Stone Driver. Very good. All right. I'm Casey, and I play Fern. I'm Marza, and I play Shine. And I'm Richard McKay, and I play Zafini. Actually, we got some really good questions. We did get some good questions. Yeah. Thanks so much to the fan base. We really appreciate all of the effort that you guys went to, to sending us questions. It's really wonderful to see all the engagement. That's really why we do this. And I think that's probably brings us to our very first question. What inspired you to start a podcast? Let's start there. Um, I, I think, know the answer. Yeah, I think that's probably you, you go with that. I think that's... Uh, <laughs> well, other than the fact that we have a lot of microphones. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of people sitting at the table. Right. No, I... I personally started this project over a year ago. We had discussions in my driveway and we actually had a meeting up here in the loft, which is above the garage. We wanted to do something creative. We wanted to get our voices out there. We wanted to do something oriented with Dungeons and Dragons, really. Just a game, a way of communicating a story that had yet to be written completely. A forum, if you will, a, just a, a free expression. We wanted to have good people and, and fun voices and just have a good time doing it. And I think we'll get into this more when we start talking about D&D and how long we've known each other and how long we've been playing. But we've been doing this for a really long time. So when the whole D&D thing took off again, probably, what, five years ago or so? Yeah, four or five, yeah. Yeah. It, it just sort of, it was on our minds this whole entire time about, hey, we've been doing this for collectively a lot of years, which we'll touch on. But why not? Why not record it? We're having fun anyways. We happen to have a whole bunch of microphones laying around, <laughs> which why, why do we have these? Why do we have these? Why do we have all these mics? Uh, because we wanted to record a podcast. Well, I mean, even prior, <laughs> even prior to that. Well, Marza and I are both musicians, so we've had recording equipment and microphones hanging around forever, and we use the same equipment for other things. So why not put it to use and tell stories, interactive stories, and, and give everybody a forum to express their creative side? Yeah, and I think, you know, Rich surprised us really one day. We, we just used to game in the loft here and we come up one day and there's a whole bunch of microphones attached to the table and he said hey you guys are recording yourselves today <laughs> guess, oh, what, guess okay. what we're doing <laughs> oh i guess we're we're starting a podcast here you know that button i didn't hit earlier i hit it then yeah we just started recording yeah, good <laughs> oh, shit. holy shit do i have to I'm say get up and get a coffee well this is oh a well, he's, this is typical this, right, right. i think this all needs to go in the podcast because this is very typical behind the scenes crap for dave right let's let's take take 10 on saying one sentence <laughs> see this is why it takes four hours to record a half hour right okay so this next question jeremy from midnight kingdoms podcast how did you all meet how did you all meet how did we meet? That's a very good question. How did we meet? All right. So I met Mark in college when we were going to college at Whitewater, uh, W. Whitewater in Wisconsin. You guys went to college? Go Warhawks. Yeah, go Warhawks. <laughs> Purple. Hey, this isn't your own private platform. Uh, oh, yeah. No, so, hey, shout out to Whitewater. Go Warhawks. <laughs> uh, so we both had degrees in management computer systems, and we met through another friend that also had the same degree. Uh, that friend said that, you know what? I know this guy that has the same interests as you. So he introduced me to Mark and Mark and I have been friends ever since. Hey, you guys are both dorks. <laughs> You'd like each other. You know, hey, you know who else is a geek? Ah, oh, this other guy. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
Yep. I can't put up with your geek stuff anymore, so I got to introduce you to another geek. Get you off my hand. You know yeah. what? This geek shit's gone long, gone on far enough. Oh yeah, and and then I don't even remember me and him like socializing at all after that point. It was just like Mark and I were always doing stuff together. Yeah, he kind of disappeared. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to our old buddy Tim H. Where the hell are you? Yep. And then uh, a lot of the stuff that we did was uh, the the programming stuff, but we also did things like MUDs, multi-user dungeons. Oh, yeah. Anybody remember MUDs? I do. I remembered MUDs. Crickets. Insert cricket sound here. Yeah, cricket sounds. Okay. <laughs> Note to editor. <laughs> yep. And then I met uh, Rich through Mark, so after I already graduated college. It wasn't as painful as it sounds. And no. No. No, it wasn't. Mm-mm. That was uh, after you guys had graduated because I met Mark on his first job at Great Lakes. GLC. <gasps> Shout out to GLC. You guys are awesome. And I just met Casey probably a couple months ago. Yep. Doing this. Doing oh, yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Doing the podcast. Yep. Woo-hoo. Yep. And Marza, I met through Rich because Marza's Rich's daughter. <laughs> when I was just a kid. <laughs> That's right. Just a kid. Just a kid. Uh, let's see. She wasn't wearing diapers, though, so that was good. Yeah. So she wasn't. She was older, so that's good. Yeah. Just past toddler. <laughs> yeah. She still hadn't lost all her teeth yet. Oh, that's true. That's probably true. She's still going through that phase. She's fine. So, so Casey, where did you meet Marza? Where did I meet you? You've been a part of our family for a while. Um... I know that we accidentally didn't know that we met when we were in high school at that one dude's house. That's right. You were wearing your tie-dye sheet yeah, shirt and sheet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> your tie-dye sheet. Uh, but I didn't know yeah. who you were, and we didn't figure that out until we'd been hanging out for like almost two years. It was weird. She knew my oldest brother, and then she knew my other brother. <laughs> and then she met me through them. Yeah, I went to I went to school with her older brother. He was in my grade. And Who's then, your older brother? Connor. Con- yeah, Connor. Connor that's McIsaac. right. Yeah, so he's got a different last name. So yeah. I didn't even yep. I didn't even make the association when I met her other brother, who then became my best friend. And then like she just kind of one day I was at the house and he's like, Casey, you should come with us. And she's in the back of my old. Uh, what the hell was it? Is it a Cadillac? Yeah, it was the old Cadillac. Oh, yeah, it was a black Cadillac. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that thing was a cruiser, man. Yeah, it had that- a three body trunk. <laughs> really Wait, that's sort of disturbing. Oh yeah. well, no, it did. It was huge. <laughs> that's how you measured those in those days. Yeah, yeah. Oh, those yeah. days, that's how you measured especially, your car, especially Cadillacs. <laughs> that's but, a three-body trunk. No, uh-huh. she was just uh, chilling in the back seat, not saying anything, and she was really quiet for months when I first started hanging out with her. So uh, that's why I call her Mouse. So I guess I I met Rich obviously by hanging out with Mars. Yeah, that yeah, I usually come along, you know, because I am her father. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Barza, I am your father. Oh my god! <laughs> so I've known you guys Use for almost ten years now. I think. So, Rich, how did you meet Marza? That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's I met funny her, you should ask. I met her in the ER. Can you can you please not give us details? Oh, it was she, a dark, rainy night. She oh. was in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we came to the realization of where we met you. And Marza says it was at Wayland's one night or one day. And my mom was actually playing yes. music. Yes, when you were there, there with Karen. That was it. Yes. That was definitely it. Yes. Yes, yeah. yes it was. Because mm-hmm. you were there with Karen and Mia. That's why you look so familiar. Yep. God, it was bugging me. I'm glad you said that. Yes. You didn't tell me that. Oh, yeah. she didn't. Better. She doesn't even remember it. I was waiting I had for to the explain questions. the whole situation. <laughs> I do remember. Yep. Yep. I'm so glad we can pop surprises on Oh, that's on good. Cast. Oh, I feel better mm-hmm. now. 
<laughs> do you? I do. You actually, look because it was bothering me. Yeah. You suddenly became all peppy. Yeah. It's good. It's are, coffee. Wait, are we recording? <laughs> Don't because I looked. Yeah. <laughs> How long have we been playing D and D RPGs? That's a good question. Since I think it came out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think everybody's obviously going to have a different. Can we stop the buzzing? Whoever's buzzing. Who's buzzing? Oh shit! Buzzing. That's me. Oh my god! It's always Dave. It's always Dave. <laughs> <laughs> no wait, hey, it wasn't me buzzing. It was my phone. Okay? okay, all right, all right, all right. No, that's a really good question, and I think I want to start answering that by just saying, "What have we done besides D and D?" Ooh, that's a good point. Hmm. A good counterpoint. Really. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, because I think D and D is obviously the longest, but what have we done besides that? I've done uh, a handful, so it it's going to be tough to remember exactly. But I know I've done GURPS. I've done Star Wars. Oh, boy. It's going to be tough to remember. Um, I've done nearly all of the editions of D&D. I kind of breezed through four. I do own four, but I didn't really pay that much attention to it. Probably like A most lot people. of people didn't. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, I've done a lot of little one-off things because we were, for a while, doing things from, excuse the language, but cheap-ass games. Uh, that's the name of the company. Yeah. Basically, they come in little white envelopes, and we did a lot of things there. There was a bunch of these little one-off that we used to do. We used to get together every Monday, and we did that pretty solidly for, what, three years, four Uh, years? It was longer than that. It it was was like four or five years. It was a long time, yeah. And we were pretty consistent. Shout out to Jimmy's Jimmy Ponza. Oh, my God. Jimmy's Grotto. (laughs) (laughs) Holy crap. You know, I had a Ponza the other day. Did you? Oh, my God. I'm sorry. It was still just as good. You're still here. (laughs) Yeah, except my stomach's not. I got to go find it, but... So, Jimmy's Grotto's Ponzas are delicious. Yeah. So if you're ever in Waukesha, stop by Jimmy's Grotto. We are not sponsored by them at all, but if you've ever had a Ponza from Jimmy's Grotto, oh you'll God. know why we mention it. You'll remember it, too. <laughs> you will remember it. It's a basically, gift that keeps giving. Basically, take a pizza. <laughs> take, uh, probably, what, a 12-inch pizza? They're, <laughs> yeah. pretty, they're pretty good size. They're good size, yeah. dude. And I'm not exaggerating that much. And just fill it with everything. You got to take, like, <laughs> let's just, I want a meat, extra meat pizza. and Meat, just, extra meat, extra cheese, and onions. Yep, and fold the sucker in half and drop it in the deep fryer. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much Ponza. <laughs> oh, God. Is it like a calzone, then? Oh, no. It's, no. Like, it's no? like a pizza pocket with a donut on the outside. Yeah, oh, it's like they're really good. Oh. Oh. They're so good. Oh, my God. And we had those every Monday night for a long time. And to just tell you, you can order them with extra grease. Yeah. Oh, you can. It already, like, pees out the bottom. Oh, when you're oh man. The pepperoni one, when you pick it up, just goes dribble, 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 dribble. The most Delish. effective way to eat them is to cut off the bottom and let it drain. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I laugh, but it's been done. Uh-huh. Guys, I think I'm sorry. We're probably not doing it justice, but they're really good. Especially with the sausage or the pepperoni ones. You really should pierce them and drain them first. What the hell was the question? (laughs) Oh, what was the question again? How long have you been playing DD and RPGs? Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Ponzos. We digressed into Ponzos. We digressed. Sorry, yes. Okay. And now we digress. So what what other game systems have you guys played before we get into the heart of the question? Have you guys played much else? I am completely fresh to all of this. I am a newbie. Damn and, newbies. And we do appreciate that, actually. It's it's nice to get that, that take on it. Mm-hmm. Well, when, when Mark says that he wants to play something new and he says, Dave, let's play something new, then I play whatever he wants to play. Uh, but when I'm not playing games like that, I do play my PlayStation, my PS4. Oh, sure. Yeah. RP, I mean, if we're talking RPGs in general, not tabletop, there's a lot right. of stuff that we've played over the years. We're, we're, we hearken all the way back to like, 
early Might and Magic and early Ultima. Oh, Christ, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Ultima Online. Yeah. Ultima, really, yeah. I mean, we come all from those. the era of, what, 8088 to IBM XT with, you know, CGA monochrome monitors. All Commodore that kind of 64, hello. Yeah, Commodore 64. <laughs> I was on a VIC-20. I mean, so it's... <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So we go back quite a ways with games. But, yeah, uh, just, I guess... One thing we did consider, or at least I considered as the DM, was a couple of other game systems. And Freeform Universal I had looked at real briefly. And another one was Fate, which I know is very popular. And we may still incorporate some Fate, maybe for some one-offs, maybe some Patreon content. I'm not sure. But one thing that appeals to me about Fate is the the ease of storytelling in that. And as you've probably noticed, we are very storytelling-based. We don't do a ton of rolling. We're unlike maybe some other D&D-type podcasts where we're not roll-heavy you mean yeah. dice roll heavy? Dice roll heavy, yeah. yeah. So, We're roll heavy because we play yeah. characters. Right, right. So as far as D&D, how long have I been playing D&D? Well, I started in the, hmm, I started probably in the late, no, probably the mid-80s, like 85, I would guess I started. And I still remember my very first session. I had, it was D&D, I think it was first edition. And I was invited by a friend of mine to go down to his basement. It's starting a poor question. I apologize. <laughs> this is, this is going to get better. Don't worry. But uh, he said he's gonna, we're going to play D&D. And I had heard of it, but I, I didn't really know much about it. And he welcomed me to come down and play. And we were sitting down in this little, I, I think we were sitting in some old recliners and couches and stuff that he had in his basement. And I have this vision of this. this like bare light bulb swinging overhead, you know, just this stereotypical dark room. He handed out character sheets. I had no idea what I was doing. He just told me to give it a name. And I think I had a monk, and I named it White Shadow. I thought that was really clever and cool. But it was actually based off of an old TV episode. Uh, there was a TV series called White Shadow. I don't know. If probably probably one other person out there went, yeah, I know White Shadow. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. White Shadow. One person's really excited right now. Yeah, I think there's only three people that actually watched that. <laughs> yeah, right, right. That's why it went off the air quickly. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Uh, but I thought that was really clever. And then... Uh, I, we actually tried to form a D&D club at our school, and we got together, and we were, like, being all official. You're going to be the treasurer when we make million dollars doing this, and <laughs> you know, you're going to be the president. And I found it not that long ago, and uh, Tony Tosi, hey, if you're out there, <laughs> remember that? Sitting in your, uh, in your family, remember your dining room? That was a lot of fun. Uh, so, yeah, we, I've been doing this for a really long time. Probably spent the most time in three, 3.5, edition 3.5. And that's probably when I started DMing the most, and that was back in college. Yeah, I've been, I've been playing for a long time as well, probably longer than you. He's Red older. Bo- yeah, it was, it was Redbox and, uh, and first edition. I was eighth grade. Holy crap, that was a long time ago. But I remember that because... Did they have books then? Oh, yeah, they had books. You know what? <laughs> Oh, um, a friend of ours, John Bynan, shout out to John. He's in Sacramento. He's an English professor you know, for the university out there. And People that played D&D can have professional jobs. Oh, yeah. Nice. That's nice well, to know. I was not aware of this. Mm-hmm. You should be. You play D&D and you hold a professional job. Oh, yeah. I'm he aware of that. Really. <laughs> I'm starting to wonder. Wait. Anyway, so he'd get a, a group of us together. In his basement or in Todd's basement. Hey, Todd Lomax. Hey, how you doing, man? How you oh, my doing? God. I haven't thought about these guys in forever. <laughs> Is this just a whole thing of people giving shout outs? <laughs> yeah, part, yep, it's much. all shout outs. Remember our shout out? Shout out to Austin and Abel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Medical. Yeah. Yeah. And Abby. <laughs> But I remember as a, as, a, as a young kid, I mean, this is what I glommed onto. This is what I thought about all the time because I was kind of awkward geek and I loved art and music. Was? Well, still am. Yeah. Very good. 
but I didn't have my, the friends that I did have, they glommed onto Dungeons and Dragons right away. So we sat around for hours and sometimes it'd be two, three times a week and we'd play Dungeons and Dragons. And it was a great time to let your imagination grow. And John was just a phenomenal DM and he would be so descriptive and we'd be like, oh, we're going through this dungeon, but you could taste it. You know, it was great. I think everybody wants to know what does a dungeon taste like? Dirt. Dirt. Good. And That's what I figured. Humidity. Yeah. And dark. Yep. And I've been playing since first edition. I've also been playing since high school on and off. In high school, it was just every once in a while we would get together and we would play. But uh, when I went off into the service, I stopped playing for a while. But when I came back to college, then Mark started doing Dungeons and Dragons type stuff and uh, the MUDs, multi-user stuff. And we used to do that all the time. In fact, I'm surprised we got as good grades as we did in college with as much as we've been playing. I mean, we would stay up all night, like on the weekends, we would just go all night. Yep. And then it would be the next day and we'd be eating bags of Doritos all night. When we worked at GLC, we took banks of call nodes, you know, they're all PCs, but they boot from, you know, the network. And we'd play, we played Doom that way too. Doom. When Doom first came oh, out, yeah. we had Doom parties on our network. Doom and <laughs> God dang, Heretic? That was a long time ago. What was the other one called? Heretic? Heretic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was cool. Oh, yeah. Setting it up and getting those computers set up, that was like half the time. Trying to get oh, everything going God. was so we difficult. Had, land yeah, parties land were parties terrible. Were horrible. Terrible. <laughs> a land party meant set up computer for three hours. <laughs> one of my, exactly. Yeah, it was terrible. It's like a it's like a moving party. Can you see my computer on the network yet? No. no. <laughs> well, one of the one of my favorite land parties that we had though was X Wing versus Tie Fighter. Oh, that was awesome. That was so much fun. We had a bunch of dudes in my basement. I got good Washington. at that game. I got good at that game. Oh, it was so cool mm-hmm. because you tie fly by a meteorite. Oh, oh yeah, God. tie great. interceptors sucked to take out. They were terrible. Oh, Finally, my God. that was a huge achievement when you could take out the tie interceptors. They were awesome. Sorry, <laughs> we digressed. <laughs> Sorry, we digress. Sorry. How about you, Marza? Um, well, D and D. Uh, actually, playing D and D has only been the last few years. Um, but I've been exposed to it for as long as I can remember, and I used to steal uh, my dad's old books and just look through them and look at all the pictures and read them and be like, "Oh, that'd be really cool to play this," but also with like intense social issues like the idea of going to some random place and just going up to a bunch of strangers like hey you want to play this game was really weird so it took a long time before i actually played it but i grew up playing all sorts of rpgs fantasy rpgs and fps games and all sorts of stuff so definitely more of a video game background than D, but i love D very much the end <laughs> Well, it kind of leads us into our next question, really, uh, from Remy. Why D&D? Why not another game system for this particular podcast? I think it came down to more of a familiarity than anything. And also, we got all this dice already. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, I don't know. I, I think really just familiarity. Familiarity. Uh, Do you think that'll change in the future? It could. Uh, like I mentioned, I... I'm sort of leaning towards fate because we aren't super dice heavy and it'll, it would allow us to create a more, I think approach it from a different perspective because the rule set for fate is more story focused and they focus more on, did you get 
a positive result or a negative result. And I think that's really all we're really ever generally looking for as far as we're concerned. As we know, well, my opinion really is that combat tends to really drag down a storyline. And it's not that combat's not important because it really is integral. If you've listened to our recent episodes, it really is integral to the story because there are some really exciting, intense moments that come about from that. But I don't think it necessarily has to be driven by, you know, how much damage do you did think, you do? Do you think though that uh, interaction in combat, you know, the damage done or the way that, you know, uh, the, the combat is handled is a direct reflection of character building? Do you think it adds to the story? Yes, I think it can. Uh, you know, we one thing we talk about a lot, or at least think about a lot, which we hope is evident, is that we try to have a, a good amount of pacing throughout our story, is that we're not just all... With exceptions, of course, we have some role-playing episodes and some character-building episodes. But we try to do have moments, at least, where there's ebb and flow, right? There's there's good pacing throughout the story. And one of those elements is combat and the excitement that combat brings. So while it might not always lead to progressing a story forward in the way that maybe character-playing does, hey, here's a little tip for DMs out there. <laughs> Things don't always go the way you expect, right? <laughs> <laughs> so... I had this awesome village all figured out, and they just went and killed everybody. Oh, we make sure we, we make sure of that, right? Whether you kill somebody or don't kill somebody or let them go or they beat you, right? I mean, that's all very important to the story, and it can really change how things are approached. So, combat does provide a lot of value, but I think one thing we really get hung up on in D anD D is, hey, could you roll to see how much damage you did? Can you see if this affects you? Can you see if this doesn't affect you? All these sorts of things. Do you think that takes away from the flow of the story? It does, I think. Me, me personally, I, I think it really hurts stories sometimes. I've listened to other episodes of other podcasts, and no slight at all because everybody's got their own style. Everybody has their things they're interested in. In fact, uh, before I even say this, one thing I should mention is that I've seen a lot of polls where people ask questions like, Hey, what do you like about combat? And some people will say, I love all the rolling, right? And even sitting at our table here, I think if we did a quick informal poll, everybody would have different opinions about what they like. I like more combat. I like more role playing. I like whatever, right? So there definitely is a place for it. But I think sometimes when you have a whole episode that's nothing but combat and dice rolling, to me, in my mind, that's a little slow. Uh, but again, everybody's different. Oh, it was almost like a professional interview right there. That was a little too professional. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, good job. So I don't know if anybody else has any other opinions about why d and I mean, I guess what I'm curious about is would you prefer a different system? Are you okay with D&D? No, I, I agree with you. I think it comes down to familiarity. We're all familiar with how D&D works. The basics of it haven't changed really. I mean, you have a character sheet, you have some dice, and there's numbers that you have to reach in order for something to happen. But I agree with you that it probably doesn't lend itself to a dynamic storytelling. And that's probably something that I particularly am fond of when I play is storyline, story content. You know, is it a compelling story? Why are we doing this? Why are we in this dungeon? Why is this monster in this dungeon trying to kill me? Right. Yeah. I've never been the like, you come across a troll in the woods. Well, okay, great. Do we just kill him? It's like, well, maybe he's got a family, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Little trollians. Right. So, Just three little, little baby trolls come out, tears all wet in the right. <laughs> you killed my daddy. Your Why daddy you attacked speak common? me. Yeah, I know. I know. Schlepp or Dave, sorry, likes more combat. So I'd be curious to get your take on it. I I do like combat. I think that the storytelling stuff is super important. I don't think it adds as much to the story as uh, we would want it to, but I think it's just fun. Fun for people to listen to some of the combat as long as it doesn't drag out too far 
when it starts dragging out and it's taking up like, like you said, half or the whole episode, then it start a, becomes, you know, it's, it's just really hard. It's really hard to sit there and listen to and, and, and get into the story. I mean, you, you can get into a fight, uh, but the story actually tells the story of everything. That's well, you know, on. there's a quick way to mitigate that issue, right? Yeah, here, we'll take care of that real quick. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, you're dead. You're all dead. Done. TPK. <laughs> take uh, 170 so, points. Damn. So yeah. the, the question that you asked before on like all your social media was which one of these 20 things that you can identify you've done as a DM, mm. you've pretty much identified yourself as pretty much doing every single item on there at least multiple times. And mostly it's my character that you kill, but pretty much, but TPK is like a, like one of those things that it seems like you strive for. Uh, have I done it? I think I did one time. One time I seem to read. What does TPK stand for? Total party kill. It's when the DM kills everybody at once. Okay. Yep. yep. I should say there is maybe some potential for characters here at the table to start playing other characters, which could be exciting. Uh, that's a little preview for future episodes. We haven't really talked about it. That's probably news to some of you at the table. But, <laughs> that's news to me. Yes. Yeah. But it doesn't mean old characters going away, but it means new opportunities for the players at the table. So hint, hint, hint. Yeah. So like increase the party? No. 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 There is a possibility of that as well, but oh, that's right. a different thing. Okay. Somebody's going to die? No, 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 no. Okay. No. Like I said, not everybody here at the table knows. All right. And I don't want to know. So many people have asked why a party of gnomes. It was an accident. It really was. <laughs> was it? Or was it by I design? I think there was an element of accident, yeah. and and then it became by Intentional design. Right. Yeah, after a certain point. Yeah, because Dad had his character already done. I didn't know that he had a character already done, let alone what it was. And then I made my character... Which just kind of made itself and ended up being a gnome. And so Marissa like, and I ran through a hypothetical, just a crap one to test out the recording equipment, really. He and, chose the voice of Shine. Yeah. Well, she just made up a, a character on the fly. I said, we got to do a mock D&D session. Speaking of that, do you still have that early recording of I your first so. session? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Maybe that would be good Patreon content if anybody's interested. <laughs> we actually know. have a couple of really early episodes where we recorded. Uh, oh, this, fact, is, this is way zero. raw. This is even before episode zero. Yeah, right? this is way raw. Yeah. This is before Shine became Shine. It was the, it was the birth of Shine. Starting with her, her freaking out because she looked in the sun because the dude told her to look in the sun <laughs> and then she's freaking out because yeah. she thought she went blind. Are they bleeding? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That sounds about right. That sounds like Shine. Yeah, Shine came first, really. Well, actually, Zafini came first. What came first? Shine. Because Marissa made her character on the fly, and she just and chose as we were playing. Literally she, flipping through the book. She's like, going through I the guess, player handbook. Yeah, going, like, based on the voice that I did, the voice chose the personality, and those collectively chose the race and class. Interesting. So, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah which so, ended up being a gnome. Yeah, because at one point his character is like, "Oh, what's your name?" Uh, Shine is literally <laughs> like literally just like yeah. that. So yeah, so I should just say that as the DM, I had nothing to do with this. I just want to get that out there because I get that question a lot. On, hey, you were all media. for it after I, like, "Oh, we're gnomes." We should. Dad's just like, "We should do a party of gnomes." Like, right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's, that's exactly fine. how that went. I went okay, fine. <laughs> well, it started off with uh. Two gnomes, one elf, but that was questionable at best. <laughs> oh, yeah, Dave wanted to be a fighter class, yeah. and we're going to have two gnomes and a fighter. I'm guessing that joke went over Dad's head. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah, but when I realized that you guys picked gnomes, and I'm like, "Well, oh, that would be fun," then I'll be a gnome too. And then I picked a gnome, a gnome, and then I a fighter gnome. So every fighter subsequent gnome. fighter, gnome. every subsequent cast member has played a gnome. Mm-hmm. And then was that mandated to Casey? No, actually, Mars called me one night just on a whim, and then was like, "Hey, do you want to join this puck?" Or she didn't even mention it was a podcast until I arrived here. No, oh, I told you before. No, you did Microphones. Not. Uh, yeah. That does not sound like her. But she called me one night and she was like, do you want to be a part of a D&D campaign? And I was like, sure, why not? And then she's like, basically, she's like, okay, well, now let's just brainstorm on the phone. What do you want to be? And then I was like, well, what are all of you? And she was like, gnomes. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> so <laughs> nice. then I just became a gnome that way. And nice. Yeah, and then we just kind of brainstormed Fern's character on the spot. I did tell her that she didn't have to be a gnome. <laughs> but still, it just made sense. Yeah. Uh, I think we would have mandated it, though. Yeah, but it's still sort of funny, like, if you have a bunch of gnomes and then one non-gnome. Yeah. That's it, sort of funny. Yeah. I, I've thought about that as the DM. The uh, awkward beca- man. <laughs> well, because one of the things, and this will probably lead into the whole what inspired the world and how long has the world been in the works, but uh, which we'll come to. But I think <laughs> as the DM... When I found out I have a whole party of gnomes to deal with, that started to really drive some of the world history and how we're going to approach that and what place. Like, right away, the question becomes, okay, great. I've got a whole bunch of gnomes. Why why gnomes? What's the deal with all these gnomes? What the hell's with all these kids? <laughs> so the whole, like, ugly kids thing and all that just really sort of organically grew as we were trying to figure out how do we justify a whole bunch of gnomes running around the world. Especially together. So I think we need to answer then, it kind of leads really nicely into how long has this world really been in the works? Uh, Rich, I don't know if you want to start on that, because obviously I have a lot to say. But Well, Eteria actually started out as your world. I mean, and that's where you, we've always wanted to create a world. We've talked about that as a group for a very long time, and with that inspiration and that's kind of why we got into the podcast too, because we want again, a forum to bring a world together and why not create one that was already in the works in your brain. So that's the birth of it really, uh, as far as it relates to this podcast and us going hog heavy on, on world creation and world building and, and idea brainstorming and stuff, um, was really through, uh, you know, all those ideas that we've been collecting over the years. I mean, for crying out loud, I've got a book two and a half inches thick of nothing but circle mud ideas and code that we were going to implement in circle mud back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. We, we've been thinking about world creation for a really long time. I, I think one of the challenges with it's different when you're sitting around the table and you're just playing with a group of friends, right? You don't really have to consider yourself to, you don't really have to worry about what am I creating and is it going to be um, okay for public consumption and things? And you can kind of fumble through it. Right. And you can use the source books. You can use wonderful worlds like Greyhawk or Neverwinter, or now there's what Eberron, there's a whole bunch of them out there. Right. And you can use those. But one of the problems we have is that suddenly you start getting concerned about things like, well, are there licensing issues? You know, and, and of course they release the SRDs for a lot of these different systems, but you are limited. And we figured, well, what the heck? We've got tons and tons of content that we've generated and thought about over the years. Why don't we just start putting some structure around that? And that's really where this started. So the funny thing is a lot of the heart of the content has been around for a really long time, but we didn't really start getting 
names to some of these things until more recently. So that's been really a lot of fun. It's also a challenge. And personally, guys, you know, one of the things that I really want to do is publish someday. I've always had this dream of writing a book. I mean, I've been, I was the geeky kid reading back. Uh, probably some of the first books I read were by uh, Dragonlance. I think a lot of us oh my probably, God, I remember that series. Yeah, I know. Probably a lot of us got really started on that. And that was really inspiring to me at the time. I met Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman. I remember meeting them at a, um, <clears throat> oh my gosh, Walden Books. Does anybody oh remember? Oh my God. <laughs> Walden Books. <laughs> wow. I, Why I don't grew, you just bring I up? I grew up with Walden Books. Yeah. Why don't you just bring up Music Land as well? <laughs> right. Uh. So I met I met them at a Walden Books, and I still distinctly remember being so nervous about meeting them, and I I um, was so excited. I think it was in Southridge, you know, of all places. I don't even remember exactly, but I just remember standing in front of them with my Wal book, my Walden Books card, and. Um, I remember going there and browsing the books and looking for them and just anxiously awaiting for that next episode to come out or the next next book to come out. So that was really great. And I've read through, you know, even like the time of the twins and all these things and all the different characters and just being so inspired. I bet I bought all the different source books and uh, just tons and tons of stuff and just poured over them. Just really, really enjoyed that. And so ever since then, I've been thinking about world creation and and where we go from there. So. But, you know, getting it organized in a fashion where you can put it out on paper and then someday do your own publishing is a whole other thing. And that's that's really where I hope to go someday with this. Well, that and the devil in the details, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because if the details aren't fleshed out, then it's not a believable world. Yeah, yeah. And I should say, too, we're super, super grateful. You know, this isn't just a single person thing. You know, Rich is super talented at all of the art and all the map maybe. Mac, See macaroni and cheese. Macaroni and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> he's well, really talented at all the macaroni and cheese. I'm good at macaroni and cheese. Oh, yeah, really good. <laughs> but he's really good at all the map making. If you're following him on Twitter and I think Instagram too, you're you're posting some of that stuff. Yeah. It's really great. And uh, as a Patreon member, you might see some of that. So uh, really, really great, fantastic uh, stuff there. And yeah, high res maps are going up on Patreon. Yeah, so really, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you'll get the non-watermarked high-res maps. Yeah, really been instrumental, and hopefully someday we'll see that in a published book. Um, and this is not a promotion at all. Don't take it the wrong way. It's not a promotion for some published works because that's not what this is about. It's just something that we really hope to do someday. Someday. Yeah, So and, and also I should mention as part of the world-building process, we did create like a Slack channel and stuff, and we were really getting involved in a lot of the, the early design of cities and things like that because, you know, it's sort of the – the world, the fog of the world is exposed as we travel more. Oh, you so. can say that. I mean, it's definitely yeah. like a fog of war. It is. It definitely is. As we peel it back, we have to define detail as that fog rolls backwards. <laughs> right, right. And Marza has been really great, too, about submitting some of that content. She's got a really great mind for sort of the historical, the bigger picture stuff, like the politics and the geography and some of that pantheon type stuff that really isn't my forte. I'm not really that up on sort of thinking about Pantheon and Mars has done a really great job with that too. So I, I really appreciate all the effort. Okay. So this is another question from Jay. What inspired the world? Wow. Jay, you got to drop the bomb on us, don't you? Holy. What inspired the world? Well, actually we've had multiple questions regarding inspiration. I mean, we could probably sum it all up in one answer, right? Inspiration of the world, inspiration as a GM for story and NPC, which is also part of the world. I don't know if we want to handle those separately, but we can certainly talk to all of them at once. Yeah. I, I think there's really multiple sources of inspiration here really have an ultimate goal, right? One is the world. One is the characters, right? Maybe we, maybe we address those. Let's, let's talk about that all in the same vein, right? 
So as a GM, where am I inspired? Everywhere. I mean, honestly, everywhere. I'm a huge consumer of lots of different science fiction and fantasy type stuff. In fact, before the podcast even started, we were talking about Star Trek, right? Mm -hmm. So it's hard for me to even watch things sometimes without really thinking about the pacing of the story that they're putting out there. Because I look at it and say, man, that was really a great moment. And I start thinking about how did they build to that moment? I was just going to ask, how are you analyzing that? Because I do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. When you watch a climactic event on film or even in TV and, and well, when you listen to other audio, you're like, what made that make me cry? Yeah. Well, and I think about it too, I almost reverse engineer sometimes because I know I have some really moments that I want to hit where I'm like, I, this has to be an impactful moment. So I start thinking about how do I build to that impactful moment and how do I build a scenario around that? So it comes out the way that I hope. Well, you have external influences too, to help edify that point, right? You have music, you have yeah. Character inflection. Yep. So Marza, you know, to to that point, you've done a fantastic job of music's been super instrumental in all the sound effects and things. I think of more than anything, this is a little bit off topic from our question, but I mean, one thing that's really helped build the production value and the inspiration and build those moment, the momentum in some of the stories that we have has been that music and that sound effects and things. And we get a lot of kudos there. So that's really been great too. So I think a lot of times... You know, just as a just an example, I think it's no surprise that if you were to watch a movie like Star Wars or some other movie, right, without music, it would be oh, flat. it's horrible. Oh my It'd God. be terrible. It's hilarious. Like people dancing, and all you hear is, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> you're like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, totally. But as far as you guys, where where do you get inspiration from for your characters? Where do you draw inspiration from your role playing and, and how you want to approach things? My, my character is influenced by fate and life. Apparently, <laughs> there was no actual inspiration for it. <laughs> well, I personally draw inspiration from a lot of different sources, much like world creation and world building. I'm, I'm an observer of the world. Observer? I'm an observer. <laughs> I'm an observer. No, as an observer, uh, see, I can't even say the damn word. Observer. observer. As an observer of the world, uh, I consume a lot of different media sources from news to podcasts to whatever, insert your entertainment here. From all those, do you draw inspiration? You're like, I want a character that sounds like that or behaves like that or has a secret identity like that or, you know, nefarious alter agenda like that character. Wow, they really held that and, you know, and hid that really well. Those are the types of things that you look at when drawing inspiration. I don't know. I just regurgitate it back. Well, no, <laughs> but like if we're talking about general inspiration and stuff, that's totally different, but... Well, up until this point, I've always had like a clerical or a multi-class character or something with magic. And I wanted to try something that didn't have magic. And Mark actually said, Dave, why don't you just try something else? So I, I picked a fighter. So I'm not, I, I wasn't expecting to use any magic for this character. And that's what I wanted to try is something out of the ordinary. And it's, a little bit more challenging for me because I'm so used to using something with magic. Yeah. And uh, I just thought I'd try it and see how it goes. And thanks, Mark, for inspiring me to try different things. What about you, Casey? You're not a, you haven't been a role player for a long time. I mean, Never. are you finding it hard to find inspiration or where are you drawing inspiration for Fern? I'm still figuring out Fern. I think I'm still learning about that character, but I think. The one thing that I enjoy the most is that, is that it's purely imagination. 
Right. And so that's what draws me to develop this character even further because it's like anything, you know, you can just imagine anything that this character could do. And then also Fern is just kind of like this entity that I like hold near and dear to my heart. Like she's just like a alternative You have an old lady ego. inside you? Yes. She's like an alternative ego or something. I don't know. It's just great to be a part of and it's almost like if I were a hermit, how would I perceive myself? You know, and just like this whole alternative lifestyle. And I think that's just, it's eye-opening. It, it allows you to see a different perspective. Um, no, I think that's fantastic and yeah. very fascinating where people draw different inspiration. Mm -hmm. One thing I've really liked too is you guys do a really good job of role-playing your characters. I, <clears throat> As a DM, um, any DM, it doesn't matter me or another, I would, I would expect to have the same approach is that this is truly a collaborative storytelling effort. And like I said earlier, everything that you do affects the world directly. It's, it's pretty obvious. But if I didn't have story threads from you guys and I didn't have a strong sense of what type of characters you were, I would never be able to drive the story that, that we do. So it's, I really appreciate you guys being really in character. See, so that's a source of inspiration for you mm -hmm. is the character play that we do fuels inspiration for world events, world creativity, and even long-term goals for the world. Oh, 100%. One thing I didn't mention, the fact that you guys are all gnomes is driving a major, major event in the in the world. Uh, and it would not exist if it were not for the fact that you guys were all gnomes. We haven't revealed it yet, but it there is a major event in the world that happened because you guys all happen to be gnomes. Spoiler alert. Damn, gnomes. <laughs> I think what also was very inspirational was just like being a part of a group that actually gets into character and makes up voices and just develops this whole world in our head that it, it's really easy to just join in because you guys make that available and open. Well, that's awesome to hear because that's, that's the way it should be at a table. Right. And, yeah, and we like Fern's voice too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you do? <laughs> oh. No, I think it helps like going into something with a bunch of weirdos who are fine being weirdos. What's your favorite part of podcasting? That's a really great segue from what we were just talking about. Uh, mine, personally, my favorite part is hearing it back. Uh, more than anything, I love the finished product because so many times, you know, as the DM, you get a little bit distracted sometimes because you're really thinking, you're thinking more than one step ahead sometimes about because you're driving to a specific point that you want to happen inside of the storyline. So sometimes the little things that the characters are doing get a little bit overlooked because you're like, okay, I know where they need to go. I know what they're doing right now. I know what they're trying to accomplish. You look at things more as goal endpoints. So sometimes those individual moments of conversation between the characters I, I overlook. And I'm like, oh, that was cool. I like that they said that later later on when I'm listening to it. So that's a lot of fun. I really like that. And then plus two with the hearing the, the sound effects and the music and everything really adds a great element to it. I really love that. But in the moment, you're not paying attention to everything around you. So when you listen to it back, you're like, holy crap, did that really happen? I don't remember saying that, but you did. We have it recorded. We have proof. Yeah, sometimes yeah. some of, some yeah. of our, uh, our kind of outtake episodes, I'm like, it was really funny because the first one that we did, I was listening to it and it was me talking and I'm going, that's me? Who is that? I don't remember saying that. Was that where did that come from? It's, it's funny what you realize when you listen to it back, you know, voice, mannerisms. Oh man, boy, does it, it's really revealing. What about you guys? 
I like what, what you were saying too. I like the fact that we can listen to ourselves back and there's a lot of things that I don't remember saying as well, or remember you guys saying, and when I, when I hear it back, I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds really good. And it sounds great with all the sound effects and the music added to it. I like the feedback that we get from the fan base. Uh, it's nice to, to hear what's out there. It's if there's something that's out there, even having family as fan base, yeah, just hearing from them and then getting some tips and ideas on what we can do and stuff like that and just make things better. Shout out to the fan base. Thank you, fan base. No, that, more than the fan base, the community, the the podcasting D&D community. Oh, is, man, it's wonderful. Oh, God. that's fantastic. They're really, really great. I All you guys, there's, there's a number of people out there that have been super helpful. We could spend an entire episode shout outs to all of them. Yeah, um. <laughs> Paradise RPG, you guys have been great. Shannon, specifically, you've been really, really great. We really appreciate all the love you've provided. Uh, we want to give a shout-out to to different artists. Zell has been fantastic. Uh, Paco Bell, I'm going to butcher her name, but she's been really great. There's just some people out there that are really, really super nice, and I'm not looking to exclude anybody, but just uh, there's too many of you to thank. We'll have to do a special episode here to just thank everybody. Uh, really, really great. We really appreciate all the love you guys give and all the support. Yes, thank you. So, so Kate, what's, what's your favorite part of doing the podcast? Uh, Do you have one yet? I think, honestly, is it's like I'm getting to know you guys through this process, and I think that's a fascinating thing. Um, but also just being able to share this with family and friends, too, is exciting. Like bringing it to my mom and being like, Mom, I'm on a podcast. <laughs> did you, did like, you make what? your mom listen to it? Yes, I did. <laughs> and she thought it was wonderful. And she was laughing. She's enjoying it. And it was great to see because it's like, you know, you're part of a creative process now. And that's a great feeling. And you want to share that. Yeah. yeah. So I, I love that part of it. <laughs> mom, that's my voice. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's me. me. <laughs> Honey, I recognized it. Uh, one of our listeners, Coffee Cartography Co., um, who's just getting into map making, right? Yeah, yeah. He's he's actually going through the process right now. He's really doing a good job. I've seen some of his earlier work. It looks really good. Yeah, yeah. As a cartographer myself, I think it's awesome. I love maps. Maps are so cool. Um, he asks, will there eventually be alternate campaigns with new characters set in Ateria? That is a great <laughs> foreshadowing question. Uh, we sort of hinted at that earlier that there is a lot of activity going on. In fact, I guess I should preface this by saying that one of the things that I try to do as a DM is let the players know, or at least I hope they're aware of the fact that there is other things going on in the world besides their own little space, right? Uh, I, I don't want the characters to think that they drive all the action in the world. Well, the world is a moving, evolving place, right? Yep, absolutely. So even some of the things that we've done prior to podcasting, you know, uh, we've had like circuses come through town. That was totally outside of what the characters were currently focused on. But hey, it happened to be midwinter and there was a, or actually it was midsummer. There was a parade that came through. So that was totally unrelated, but it added some really cool elements of things that I hadn't really planned for, but uh, it actually created some really cool NPCs and some really, really fun times. In fact, uh, Rich, <laughs> Rich was upset because, uh, what was that? What was your character's name? Um, Falzu. Falzu. Falzu, yeah. yes. Yeah. So, Big my, long gap there, yeah. He's yeah. one of my favorites, too. <laughs> uh, cut out the gap. Falzu. Yeah, yeah. in fact, Falzu was uh, was upset at one of the NPCs, and that was totally unplanned. <laughs> that so was. Fun. Yeah. yeah, he was upset. Yeah, but, but so to answer the question more directly is, will there be alternate campaigns? There will definitely be alternate content. 
We'll put it that way. Uh, that's kind of foreshadowing some of the stuff that we're working on in the background here that hasn't made it to the podcast yet. But there is hints of it. There will be hints of it in our most recent episode. We'll mention it, and then you'll see that some of that other content will be coming out. So that's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I think that's cool because I think that gives uh, listeners and people who are genuinely interest, you know, interested in the world a much larger world to fall in love with because it's so dynamic and moving and, and it can be very powerful and it can be very, you know, very taxing at times too. But uh, I think it's good to have uh, varied content like that for, you know, various other peoples. I mean, you kind of get tired of hearing gnomes all the time. I don't. Yeah. Really? I, I don't get tired of hearing gnomes. <laughs> I hear gnomes in my head. Yeah. What's, what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't everyone? But I'm curious about you guys. You know, granted, you're only, what, second level? Uh, probably coming up on third here. Not too far from now, but would you like to play other characters? There are there could be alternate storylines, alternate things that are going on. So what do you think about that? Yes, one with a less obnoxious voice. <laughs> I plan on winning D&D with Fern. <laughs> nice. Well, you win. Can you win? Can you win something? <laughs> well, it's even more funny because every time she, I go pick her up, her boyfriend's like, "All right, I hope you win a D and D." But he's played D and D, so win, win the game. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. Did you win? Yes, I won. No, the DM killed me today. Yep, <laughs> but then I came back. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna kick his ass. But then I came back as another class and yeah. another race. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that happened to you. Yeah. In all fairness, though, Fillmore asked to be killed. Well, that's not true. Fillmore himself. But. Yes, that's uh -huh. true. Wait, what? Uh, Fillmore butts. What? <laughs> was it? <laughs> Phil no, it was the one yes, right before. Was. No, it was because you made two of them back to back that were just stupid <laughs> names. And the first one, Mark killed off and because... He got set on fire and eaten by a wolf at the same time yes. in the cave. Well, that's not a bad death. <laughs> I was very thorough. Was it? Was it me that set him on you fire? You suck. I don't okay. No, because I was playing uh, Eldritch Knight oh, fighter in that. Oh one. no, his son set me on fire. I don't remember. Yeah, oh, Nicholas set me that's... on fire. Yes, he was, there he was for trying that to one. help me, and he it backfired, and he got me instead. Because he was being attacked by a wolf. Because we're all tired. Oh, up. that's right. Yeah. I do remember that. I do remember. He that. felt yeah. pretty bad about it, but we should probably remind him every once in yeah, a while. Yeah, shout out to my son. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go! Yeah, thanks for killing me. Just pillar of fire. <laughs> so is now the time where I tell you we weren't recording that entire thing? Oh, we were. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, very funny. Mm -hmm. Episode five. Yeah. <laughs> This is our third take on the mailbag episode. To follow up on one of the questions that we had earlier about whether or not there will be alternate campaigns, alternate information available about, about our world, one of the things that we're doing that's coming up is at GaryCon. So if you have not heard of GaryCon, it's set here in Lake Geneva. Those of you that are in the know about D&D &D and TSR and sort of the history of everything, you know that Lake Geneva was integral into that world. That's where the Gygax family got started, Gary Gygax, Gary Gygax specifically. And the GaryCon is really a convention that's set in honor of him. And in fact, the tagline is called A Life Well Played. So that's really fantastic. Yeah. And the GaryCon coming up is actually GaryCon 12 XII. And it's on March 26th through the 29th. It's on the weekend, last weekend, I think, in March. But regardless, we're going to be, or at least I will be, the DM will be at GaryCon on Thursday. And we're running, we've got two sessions scheduled it's right now, you know, I called it Trouble with Magic in Riverden. I may, we may actually set it in Clearshaw 
it's really not relevant, but the point is that we're going to be sending that in our world of materia and you'll have a chance to run through some of the content that we've got. So that's going to be pretty exciting. I think some of the other cast might be going. Yep. I will be there on Saturday. Yeah. So if you're interested, uh, they do have like observer, I think you call it a spectator badge or something. So really the point of Gary Con, what's really sets it apart from some of the other conventions is that you play games. So, and to say you play games is not, don't, it's not a D and D focus at all. Of course, D&D is large in that world because of the fact that it's in Lake Geneva and associated with the Gygax family. But every single game you could probably think of, everything from card games to board games to dice games to Axis and Allies, you know, sorts of war games, anything you can think of. You don't have to play, though, but that really is the focus. Uh, but like I was saying, they have a spectator badge. So if you really just want to come and observe and see what's going on, and I'm sure you could come and buy from the vendors and things like that. So. But yeah, come along. It's great. I, you know, even if you don't get a chance to be in our games, come and say hi. Really, I, I would really appreciate it. That would make my day. I'm gonna be there. I think starting at 10 a.m. is when the game, the first game starts. So, but feel free. Stop over between games, before games, whatever you want. Just say hi. I'd really love to see you. Introduce yourself. Very good. Well, Thank this you. has been fantastic. Thank you guys for coming out in this fine Wisconsin wintry day. Thank you for hosting it. To uh, you're welcome. Sit down and record our thoughts and answers to the questions that our, our fans have. We really hope you fans appreciated it. Please continue to send your questions. You don't have to wait until we have a mailbag episode or we announce it. Just send your questions anytime. We've got an email, dungeondigressions at gmail.com. You can contact us through any of our social media sites. If you find Dungeon Digressions, send a message along, direct message or respond to our tweets or twits or whatever the heck you want. <laughs> send whatever along, those are. Whatever those are. Any parting messages? Nice. Other than the I think fact that's that we're good. all blizzarded in now? I don't have food for y'all. Sorry. Thank you very much for listening. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting us by visiting our Patreon site at patreon.com slash dungeon digressions. You can also reach out to us at dungeon digress on twitter.com or feel free to email us at dungeon digressions at gmail. Or you can always go to our website at DungeonDigressions.com. Our cast for this episode was Shalep, played by Dave, Shine, played by Marza, Zafini was played by Richard McKay, our newest little gnome, Fern, was played by Casey Monroe. Welcome, Casey. And I am your Dungeon Master, and my name is Mark McCarthy. Thanks so much. We want to give a big shout-out to Arrogant Worms. Thanks for allowing us to use your song, Great to Be a Nerd, for our theme music. We also would like to thank all the royalty-free artists that allow their music to be used by everyone for free. For more information about any of these artists, please visit our website, Thanks. We really hope you enjoyed what we had here today. We had a lot of fun. We hope you enjoyed it a lot. If you want to join us, if you want to hear more about what we're doing. There's things and stuff and tweets and twits. And thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you. 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 Hey, thank you. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and that's our exit.